and welcome to Improvisations on Growth with Madhu Einsiedler. My name is Adina Arihire and I will be your hostess for this podcast series that takes a deeper look at the meaning of introversion and extroversion. Have you ever identified yourself as introvert or extrovert? Or maybe at some point in your life you were called an introvert or extrovert for some reason or reasons and it didn't feel right. I invite you to listen to this podcast and explore the topic of introversion and extroversion with us. Uh, what do you think for our topic today that we dive into into the subject of introversion? Oh, oh, that's a neat one. Yeah, I'll I'll get right to to the point. Um, maybe because I've um, seen lately certain people in my uh, in uh, in my group of friends, and it just made me think: What is an introvert? What is an extrovert? Uh, how do we relate to these? Why do we have certain perceptions of this? I want to start with defining a little bit the term introvert. And I found it very, very interesting to see that on the official synonyms in the thesaurus on Merriam-Webster for uh, introvert are shrinking violet, wallflower, and uh, pretty much a reserved or shy person who enjoys spending time alone. Not only that, but the words related are mouse, cold fish, iceberg, and icicle. Wow. I know, pretty (laughs) tough, huh? Especially since I was called an introvert a bunch of times, and I don't feel like I'm an icicle. (laughs) That is so interesting, and I think it it really is a myth. So all the synonyms for me are a myth about introversion, and the the definition I work with is from um, C.G. Jung. So he was a student uh, from Freud and then um, did his own studies and came up with his own ideas and theories. And he defines introversion as where do I get my energy from? So what replenishes me? And introversion basically only, quote-unquote, only means that I get my energy from, from within, from myself. And extroversion um, gets the energy from interaction with other people and with the outside. So th- this is a, for me, this is a very plain, simple, um, and clear definition. So, and it, and it's beyond myth because it's not an icicle and it's not a a, a wallflower or whatever. Um, shrinking violet I'm sorry yeah shrinking violet I mean come on so it basically all uh, all it means is instead of uh, getting um, recharged through conversations and through interactions with uh, my environment I recharge by being with myself so I'm basically my own battery so that's what it comes down to and and this and, and this definition works very well for me, and it and and it also gets rid of all the myths because yeah, I'm not a shrinking violet. I just recharge by myself, and and I could even turn that the other way if we want to do this and say, okay, um, I don't need other people to recharge. I can recharge myself, so I'm sort of 
self-dependent. And, and I find this, and for me, that that's uh, if, if we want to value and if we want to do some judgments, then I would say, okay, so I'm I'm uh, I'm more independent person, which for me is good. Me a bit is that I'm I'm going to tell you the words related to extrovert now, real quick. Mm -hmm. So we have backslapper, in the sense of patting on the back, everybody, I guess, glad hander. Kind of like how politicians they they shake hands with everyone like like overly trying to be overly friendly show off and exhibitionist so what i see here and i'm just a little puzzled why do we have a negative connotation for each of these this is what kind of like because none of these definitions say anything positive in a way about either being introvert or being extrovert and not only that but i don't even know and you can tell me and uh, this is my next question um how can we even divide these like the the terminology can a pe can a person be both at different times or be even both at the same time during the day uh, so again, if you if you can expand a little more on on how um, our society views these the uh, the introvert and the extrovert uh, terms these days and why? I really like the question. I like to start um, like on broader terms. So basically, what introversion and extroversion is is that it is a, a preference, a behavioral preference. So, and they get, um, according to, to Jung, they get formed in our very early days. So as children, we need food and attention. And Jung basically says, we, when we are born, we bring like all qualities into the world. And then, um, yes, as children, we need food and attention, we learn to preference certain behaviors that actually um, are more prone to give us the food and the attention that we need to, to survive on a, on, a, on a very basic level. So, and this is where the introversion and extroversion is formed. So do I have maybe a lot of um, interaction with my outside? Um, is there the possibility for me to recharge or uh, am I in an environment where um, my, my behavior, um, when, when I turn to myself and recharge within myself, when that gets me some sort of uh, reward, food or attention. Um, so it's a, it's a preference, behavioral preference. And... Um, Yes, when when you there there are several profiles out there that you can take um, that give you an indication or a suggestion where your preferences might be, and and like the MBTI is a pretty known one. Or um, I'm working with the Insights Discovery, and and yeah, there are people who score on both sides. And for example, I'm one of those. So I score as an introvert, like I'm, I'm on, on the edge between introvert and extrovert. 
and it depends on on my environment so how, how I am right now how, how I feel and I can I can do both um, but over the over the time I I realized that okay what really recharges me is being by myself so I'm getting not so much energy from interactions although there are interactions like with us that actually energize me um, and so now I forgot your question. I answered too long. <laughs> no, no, you you did you you did answer. You you covered because I had like two in one, and how uh, how one a person can be an introvert and an an extrovert at the same time. So you did cover that. Yeah, and and now I remember the the other thing is so so what does society say right now, right? And so it's. Um, so I do get again and again a client. I do have clients who come with the question of, okay, I, I think I'm too introvert and I need to be more extrovert in order to be successful in my company. So um, I have colleagues who are um, really out there who, who love the stage and, um, who really are pushing forward, who are outspoken, who dominate meetings, and this is just not my way. So how can I be um, success successful in such an environment? And this is what, what I've learned in, in my 20 plus years in the business, that there is a judgment out there that says extroversion is really good and introversion is not so good. So if you're an introvert, you just need to learn to get out there more. So most of my clients, or really all of my clients who come with this uh, topic, they think that something's wrong with them and that they, if, when they, they see themselves as introverts and they think that this is wrong. So they should improve, they should grow into an extrovert. And, and this is something that, that I find really irritating. So from your experience, would you say that um, a professional environment in corporations, in an office, the, the top managers, like the president, the vice president, the CEO, would you say th these people tend to be all extroverts as opposed to introverts? Do we know if that's happening? Probably there are studies out there. I. I, off the top of my head, I don't know about them right now. From my experience, I would say, but this is just my experience, so it's it's not research I'm quoting now. I would say it's either extroverts or introverts who have learned to accept themselves and who see themselves as valuable as extroverts. Or in uh, to put in other words, who have um, crossed the bound, crossed the border into non-judgmental, uh, in a non-judgmental state, where they just they, they see what they can do. They know their competencies. They know um, what they are not as good at, and then they know to build a team um, that kind of complements them. So then it's not a question about introversion or extroversion anymore. 
but uh, about, okay, what are the competencies that I bring to the table and um, how aware I am about what I'm not as good at, what, not, what are not my um, behavioral preferences, and then uh, to, to bring in people who can cover those fields. Um, but I'm also aware that there are a lot of companies out there who actually have extrovert, extroverted behavior. I'm not sure if that's not English. Um, I got it. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> who have that on their uh, competency matrix. So they measure their people on, um, on ex extroversion, like on, on behavioral things that they would, that I would, judge as extroversion. So I, I tend to see favorism towards extroversion. So when, when extroversion is measured in these tests, it's considered an advantage for that person professionally? Yeah. yeah. It is. So there are companies out there who still do it that way, who, who consider extroversion and um, a thing that people would need to bring to the table. Thank you for listening to the first podcast of the four-part series dedicated to introversion and extroversion. I hope you have gained better tools to help you understand if or when you should identify someone as introvert or extrovert. I invite you to share your thoughts and comments with Madhu directly by emailing her at madhu at einsiedler.at or leave your feedback on her social media on Facebook, LinkedIn or Twitter. And remember to listen to the following episode of this series.